I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning on a countdown to Super Bowl morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to talk Super Bowl with Keyshawn Johnson, who's right here with me in studio, and with Michael Irvin, who's coming to you live from Las Vegas. Michael, we assume you went to bed early last night, right? <laughs> yeah, real, real early, Skip Key. Yeah. But it's great seeing you guys, man. Hey. I missed you guys last month. Hey. Man, I, I was taking, I was taking bets on what type of voice you would have this morning based <laughs> on what the activities were last night. But you say you went to bed early. You sound good, so I'm assuming you are telling us the truth. He looks good. Yeah, looks fresh. Yeah, uh, I'm fresh. I'm ready to go, guys. Trust right. me. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. This is it's rocking out here. I'm really? telling you guys, it's rocking. It's going to be great. All right. Well, let's rock now right here. Let's talk Super Bowl. Let's talk Mahomes. Let's talk Brock Purdy. A story on FoxSports.com by Henry McKenna is headlined, Why Patrick Mahomes is more of a game manager than Brock Purdy. I've actually been saying that for a couple of weeks now, that the world has this upside down and backward, that people keep dismissing Brock Purdy as the game manager, while Mahomes has become the more careful dink and dunker. But Michael, please kick us off. Do you agree that Mahomes is more game manager than Purdy? I agree with the importance of managing games. I also agree with the delusion the delusional state that we have when we talk about being a, a player, being a game manager. It is one of the greatest assets I believe a quarterback can have. You got to manage the game regardless. Our understanding of it is the guy that does nothing great, the guy that just does what the coach says, turn around and hand the ball off and make easy throws. First of all, there's no such thing as easy throws in the National Football League. Every throw is always a tough throw because those are two pros. You're throwing 2-1. The other one is trying to defend a pro. Pros, the best in the business, the best this game has to offer at, this, you know, at, at those positions. So th- there is no easy. Game manager really means the guy that makes the plays and, and manage the game. The crucial plays at the crucial time to keep the game going in his favor. Two of the greatest game managers we've ever seen plays in this game. Sunday, Patrick Mahomes has just retired, and then Tom Brady. 
Two of the greatest quarterbacks we ever seen, the greatest thing they ever did was manage games. Skip Key, this is the kind of stuff that just, just irks me. You know, when, when I hear statements like this, when I heard people say, you get strong as the game goes on. This guy gets strong as the game. You can't let a dummy like me hear <laughs> stuff like this because I got to go and try to see. Is that true? Somebody's getting stronger as the game goes on and I'm not getting stronger. So I'm killing myself trying to test this theory. And I can tell you, it's a lie. No one gets stronger as the game goes on. You try to lose less strength as the game go on, as the next man is going to lose. That's what you do. We got it all mixed up. We got it backwards. It's my pet peeve. We got to stop saying stupid things and calling ourselves smart. That's stupid stuff. A game manager is the greatest asset a quarterback can have. Manage the game. Make the plays when you need to make the plays. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady has done it great. Brock Purdy is doing it great. Stop giving it to the man with a negative connotation and give him his flowers right now. You know, I don't know how many games you actually won in your career, Michael, and I don't know how many I actually won in my career, but I can tell you the games that we did win, our quarterbacks managed the situation, which means they did not give the football to the other team. They did not take unnecessary chances to put us in harm's way. They stayed on script. It did everything that the coaches asked them to do, which was get the team into the end zone. So my definition of a game manager is doing everything right, doing everything that is asked of you. There's this negative connotation about the game managing situation. Like you said, Michael, he just takes the ball, he hands it over, and the other guys do everything, and that's pretty much it. That's not true. Okay, a game manager is somebody that they don't trust. They don't want you throwing the football at all. They just say, hey, you just turn around and hand the football off. You throw a screen here and there. We're going to keep your attempts down to 12 because we don't trust you. That's not the case with Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy and Tom Brady and on and on and on about Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. They don't turn the football over. You win the game. It's as simple as that. You get the football to the open guy. You do the easy things. If it's dinking and ducking, Skip, okay. You don't have to push the ball down the field. You don't have to. Everything is in front of you. It's easy money. Take the easy money. Move the chains. They said that. And a smart play. Smart right. play. And a smart play. The smart play. Smart play. And, and, and you know, Skip again. One, one thing you talk because I, I think I go when you were talking key, I went back to Peyton Manning. You remember when Peyton first got to Denver? Wow. What a, what a year he had. He was throwing that ball everywhere. But the year they won the Super Bowl. He just managed the games properly. He put them in the right position to make sure that they don't mess up what that great defense was doing. That's what he was doing. He was a great game manager that year. Mm -hmm. But it ain't even that year he was a great game manager. The year they won the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, that Super Bowl, he managed the game. He gave the football to Joseph Adai and company in the flat, and they, against cover two, they made hay after after the catch. He won the MVP because he managed the situation the right yeah. way. It rained the whole game. And it rained, the whole, but he managed he it. He they're did. not going to say manage. They, yeah. They're not going to say manage, Skip, because he was the number one overall pick. Yeah. And he's Peyton Manning. Yeah. So they're not going to say that. But when you get to Brock right, Purdy, right. they're saying that Perfect. because of where he was drafted. Now you're looking at Patrick Mahomes. A year ago, 
They ran too high on him when Tyreek Hill wasn't in. That means cover two shell. And he was forcing right. the football down the field until they went back and they reassessed the situation. They said, look, man, don't force it down here. Take everything underneath. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. You have others' opportunities to take advantage right. of the situation. Then once he did that, things turned for him. Now you look at it this year, Skip, and here's the question. Is he a game manager more so than Brock Purdy? Yes. Yes, that's he a, is. That, that's fine, though. Yeah, he's doing everything the right way. But the perception is completely the other way around. Yes, because, because it's, Brock it's, Purdy it's, gets it's dismissed, downgraded, yes. degraded right. but, as right. a game manager. But right. you know why that is, though, Skip? Yeah. It's because where he was drafted and right. how he got the job last year. He got the job last year based on somebody else getting hurt. He didn't beat him out. The guy got hurt, and he didn't play well. He was shooed into the situation, and then all of a sudden he goes, hmm. Plus, when you have media reports, even after last year, Kyle Shanahan still eyeing Tom Brady. So that, that doesn't help people okay. when you talk about Brock Purdy. Yep. It, it just doesn't because it's like, well, if you're so confident in Brock Purdy, why are you flirting with Tom Brady? Because it's Tom damn Brady. That's why. And that'll happen for the next couple of years until he gets to be 60 years old until somebody True. finally says, ah, he can't True. play anymore. True. So, you Agreed. know, I, I don't – I like both of these quarterbacks. I like what both of them have been able to do. And Brock Purdy will become Patrick Mahomes if he continues. He'll understand I don't always have to take shots. I can just take what's in front of me. Okay. Allow me to start with Brock Purdy and reiterate my favorite Super Bowl stat of all this week, and that is – Brock Purdy led the National Football League better than any quarterback out there mm -hmm. in success rate of throws over mm -hmm. 20 yards, which is considered right. a deeper pass. He led the whole league in success rate. He is bombs away. He is a rambling gambler. He is bucking the system that he plays in because he will pretty much try anything at any point and a lot of times make it work. He's got some magic to him, and there are times when Kyle mm -hmm. Shannon, you can just mm -hmm. see him on the sideline like, oh, my God, he pulled it off. It's the opposite of game. I have no idea where this started. I don't have any idea how it got legs, but they're still asking Brock Purdy probably as we speak about being a game manager, and he keeps shrugging and saying, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know how Skip, all it takes is two or three right, people right. to say it does. something it, at it the beginning does. of right. the season. Right. And then you... but, Go ahead, Michael. Right, but Keith, but Keith what, 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 we, what blows my mind is we should have learned by now. What we really try to understand, understand and ascertain is when we see quarterbacks and we see talent, we're really measuring them shoulders down. We're not, man, what a gifted arm, what a talent. Lamar Jackson is gifted and talented, but it, it, he, can, he can wreck your game. But, but Brock Purdy has to be a game manager. I tell you what, Lamar Jackson, with all that gift and talent, he didn't manage that game, that AFC Championship game well. Brock Purdy was in his championship game. He knew when that pocket was closing to go take off. That's part of managing the game. Because, all right, if I'm waiting, they're going to close this pocket. I don't have anything up the field. I got to take off right now. That's brilliant football play. We got to stop always looking at guys 
Like, looking at guys and saying, well, he doesn't look like he's great. Tom Brady should have gotten that out of the way a long time ago. Patrick Mahomes in the picture that you have seen trans moving around lately with the little belly thing should be getting that out the way. It doesn't matter. These dudes are brilliant quarterbacks. Stop playing around with what your eye gates see and tell the reality of what you are looking at. You're looking at great game managers and great quarterbacks. All right. Now, let me take Patrick Mahomes' trajectory that we've seen through the three Super Bowls into the fourth one. The first one, he throws two interceptions, one late third quarter and one early fourth quarter that should have lost that Super Bowl to the San Francisco 49ers. Bad ideas, bad throws, and they got away with it because the opposing quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why he's no longer the opposing quarterback because he unraveled in the fourth quarter when they're up 20 to 10, interception, interception. He could not take them home. He went three for 11 for a grand total of 36 yards in the fourth quarter. He threw an interception, and they fell apart on defense, as Richard Sherman alluded to and talked about yesterday, and gave up to Patrick 21 points in the last seven minutes of the game. But Patrick knew that they were in trouble twice because he made two bad throws. Then he faces Brady at Tampa in that Super Bowl, and he just had a bad game. And you guys say, well, he wasn't protected. But he was trying a lot of things. He was making a lot of deeper throws, and a couple of them got picked. And You said the same thing, bad. too, Skip. When yeah. you were watching the game, he wasn't being protected. Okay, Don't try but to whatever. But, but Brady right. would figure that one out. He'd just get rid of the ball faster. But the point is. But we talked about that, Skip. Right, yeah. right. You're right. He played pre-snap. And, 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 and Patrick Mahomes plays post-snap. You're right. He would have right. gotten rid of the ball. Okay, faster. so then we get to the game last year against Philadelphia, and it does become a shootout, but it's not because of Patrick shooting it out with Jalen, because Patrick only threw for 182 yards in that game. And you know what he was doing? He was actually managing the game because he did not make a mistake in the game. Jalen made a big mistake when he lost the handle on the football and it got scooped and scored. And they did give up a big punt return, which helped Patrick in the second half. And Patrick made a nice scramble and one late throw. And he did just what he needed to do to get them home, 38 to 35. And they won the game. So he's got two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs. Now let's look at what happened this year. You realize he had a career high, did Patrick, this regular season in interceptions with 14. Remember, last year, Dak led the NFL with 15 interceptions. Well, what was going on? Kelsey had a, a sort of a slump that later in the season. It looked like he'd lost a step and was running out of gas until he revived himself in the postseason. But they led the league in drops. So it was not working. They went 11-6, and six and they're going to have to go win some road games. Well, guess what happened? Here came Patrick in the postseason. He has... No interceptions, no lost fumbles, and zero turnover-worthy passes. There's not one pass you can find on tape where you say, well, that should have been picked. Nope. He's been flawless in the postseason, but not spectacular. So in the three Super Bowls, he's averaged 246 yards passing, which is not Brady averaged 304 in 10 Super Bowls. But what's happened in the postseason, he's right on schedule. He's averaging 239 yards a game, not spectacular, but no turnovers and touchdown passes are happening. A lot of them to Kelsey. And what happened in the first half, as we talked about at Baltimore, he was spectacular. He and Kelsey nine for nine on targets. We're going to talk more about that in right. just a few minutes. But right. in the second half, finally, the Baltimore defense figured it out, locked in, locked down and took Patrick out of the game because he had only 69 total net passing yards in the second right. half. 
But what happened on the throw of the game late in the game, a third down play where they had to, to cash it to kill the clock. He did it. This is it. And he Bam. throws. He, it was a lob ball, but it was beautifully placed. Be- beautiful. It was a touch pass. It wasn't a step into it and fire it pass. He threw it just the way you needed to throw it to MVS, who finally actually caught one that fell right into his bread basket. Well, it was a beautiful. It was it was a game management right. play. It's the kind of play where it's high right. IQ. I got you on this one. I'm going to kill you with this one because I'm going to kill the clock with this one. And that was the end of the game. So we're just seeing that he's had a lot of high QBRs and no interception games and averaging only 239 yards passing a game in these three playoff games. And that's okay. okay. It's and, right, 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 right. Right, right. Let me get what we don't give him credit to also. And I watch this in games. Patrick Mahomes, as he manages the game. He remembers that he had so many drops in the regular season. There have been plays that Patrick Mahomes has receivers running wide open. Maybe a third and six, a third and five, and it's down the field. I've seen those receivers open. He looks over there and he says, I can't take this chance. I got to scramble and go get this first down. That's managing the game. That's what I'm talking about. I go back to guys like Lamar Jackson. I say, Lamar, that, that player was open. You got to throw that ball or either say to yourself, I can run and go get this first down. I can't, I'm not going to risk making that throw. That's the brilliance that Patrick Mahomes makes in crucial moments that win football games that you saw Brock Purdy do last week. Crucial moments that win football games. He says, I'll run for five instead of trying to pick up another 35 yards throwing for my stats because I'm managing to win this game. It's brilliant football play. We got to wash our mouth out with soap with all of that game manager being a negative thing and stop doing it. You know, the, the thing, Skip, when you look at any quarterback, for instance, when they're doing everything the right way, whether it's five-yard passes, 10-yard passes, whatever the case is, I need you to hit that pass to MVS on third and nine with mm-hmm. two minutes plus to go in the fourth quarter. Yep. If you're able to do that, you're not somebody that I'm taking the keys away from. I'm going to give you the keys at the right time. I'm going to dial up the right play because I trust that you could do it. We go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't trust that Jimmy Garoppolo could do that. When you think about <clears throat> you think about the year they went to the Super Bowl, Minnesota and Green Bay, or was it Green Bay, Minnesota? I don't remember exactly which one. They played those two teams, one in the divisional, one in the NFC Championship game. They took the ball out of his hands both times and said, no, 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 no. You're going to get me fired. You're going to have us lose the game because you're trying so hard to get off script and give the football to the other team. So they basically brought him to the sideline and said, we won't be throwing the football anymore, no matter what you say. We're not doing it. And then when you go to the actual Super Bowl game, he wasn't able to hit those passes when they needed him to, just like Patrick Mahomes was able to hit on MVS when they were able to, or just like Brock Purdy was able to pull the ball down against Detroit and make Hay scrambling around. Or even when he scrambled and hit uh, Uchek on the sideline, and he hit George Kittle, too. That Brilliant. was a perfect throw. But Moving right, that throw to Kittle was perfect. But a, a negative game manager doesn't make that play. No. They, 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 just, they don't make those plays. So yeah. it all started, Skip, beginning of the season, as they started to win, 
you have to have some sort of narrative to tell a story. And he was right. low-hanging fruit, right. right? Because now, right. all of a sudden, he's starting to get some momentum skip yeah. as far as MVP conversations, all of these sort of things. And it kept rising and rising and rising. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they went on a three-game slid, you know, they slid three games in a row. They lose to Cleveland, and all, and everybody goes, well, he's the problem. Mm-hmm. Not even looking that right. Trent Williams wasn't in the lineup, or Debo Samuels wasn't in the lineup, and, and the running back, McCaffrey, had a little he, he did. A bruise here there. They yep. wasn't looking at that. They just looking at the win-loss column. And so now he's low-hanging fruit, so it's an easy target. Then Cam Newton said what he said. And then it just took fire. It did, Cam didn't help. But that, no. that poured gasoline on that fire. Oh, of that course. All right. And look at Patrick's trajectory. Look, look how he started in this league. Early on, he was made for Twitter. He was made for Instagram. He was made for TikTok because he was all splash and flash. He was no-look passes. He was left-handed passes. He was an escape artist. He was behind his back, between his legs. He was all of the above because he was trending. He was exploding all over social media because we'd never seen anything like, oh, my God, did you see that? And, oh, my God, did you see that? And then what did he say on the field? I saw this interview right after the game at Baltimore when they pulled it off as an underdog. He said, and I quote Patrick, I've learned to play different. It's not right. all about right. stats. It's right. just about winning in the end. You saw Tom do it for a long time. Yep. He would do whatever it took to win. When my defense is rolling like that, and they were rolling at Baltimore, he said, I have to kind of manage my game, said Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, young man. You are growing right. up right before our very eyes. You are figuring out, oh, well, all that matters in the end is not whether you go viral. It, it it just depends on whether you win or lose the Super Bowl, right? In the end, isn't that how you're, you're judged, yeah, you're gauged? But guess, you're, but guess right? what, Skip? Yeah. He still has that viral instinct in his body. So anytime yeah. he needs to pull it out in those crucial right. situations, yeah. he's able right. to do that because he's done it before. Yeah, he's just right. not right. doing and, it. And, and got- the way he as regularly as right. he used to Correct. try to do it. Yes. Correct. Well, yes. as dynamic and as spectacularly looking as we used to see, you know, with all the beautiful no-look pass and all the things. But but to bring it all back down and say, whoa, 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 that's not what we need now. Let me tell you something, too. That last throw to Scanley, Valdez Scanley, mm-hmm. trust me, that, that there was some real, the way even Scanley caught that ball key made me say, Hey, you, when the ball was in there, he's like, oh, my God, i got to catch this ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because really, probably hung up that for was like a perfect hour. throw. He should have run with this ball for a touchdown. He was too afraid. Right here, he uh, said, I, I got to turn around. He and man, He caught he, it like a punt. Like a punt. You know, right here. You got to. Yeah. That's, but Patrick that's wasn't, a perfect throw. But it was. That's a Patrick perfect wasn't throw. trying to throw it. As a touchdown, he, he was trying to throw it as a completion right. yep. and give him a real opportunity Bingo. to make that play opposed Bingo. to lead him but he, and miss it. Right. Yeah. But he got scared, Key. I would have taken this to the house. Well, wouldn't, I would have taken that to the house. You would have. Right, that's he what would have. But you remember, know, but, he but, dropped but, one but of I was those, just about yeah. to say that, Skip. I was about to say, Michael, you know damn well when that football is in the air. I would have cut back. It, but, no, I, I'm saying when that back. football is in the air, it's a whole lot different. We can say this on TV, right, because we, right. we made a lot of catches right, right. in our careers. 
But when that thing right. is, and you done had a negative yeah. outcome the last time this situation came right. up, you're going to secure it the best way you can because if that happened again in this situation, you might not get back on the plane That's a fact. back to Kansas City. That is a so fact. you got to agree. You I gotta, agree. It's I like agree. a baby being dropped out the third floor, man. You got to right. catch it. And there was no reason like, to no house it. What. it, right. it, it, it <laughs> all you needed to do was catch it, and the game was over. And he did. Mm -hmm. right. Right. All right. Yeah, I enjoyed that. that. Up next, we're going to enjoy this because Tom Brady says he's surprised Bill Belichick didn't get a job. We dive deeper next. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. This is what Tom Brady had to say about Bill Belichick on Brady's Let's Go podcast. I don't know the criteria for hiring coaches. You know, I have never been a part of it. I mean, I'm surprised that the greatest coach ever doesn't have a job. Absolutely. But, you know, I'm surprised a lot of things in the NFL. <laughs> okay, interesting. Keyshawn, your reaction to what Tom said about Bill? Well, I agree with him. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but I also understand when you look at the jobs that was available, okay, but then at the same time, I, it, it's the NFL, man. Anything, the NFL is weird about how they go about doing certain business and certain business practices and all those sort of things. So when you look at the jobs that was out there that was available, the Carolina Panthers, let's start there. Did, did, did he really want to work for Tepper? Did, no, did, did probably, I'll give you that one for probably sure. Probably not. Uh, did he really want to deal with Bryce Young after having to deal with Mac Jones no. out of Alabama at the quarterback uh -huh. position? Probably not. Uh, I think Tepper is the issue to start yeah, the with. Tepper yeah. probably could be the mm -hmm. issue. Atlanta, he wanted a little more leeway, control, whatever the case may have been. Yep. That might have been a little bit of a stretch because they didn't want to do that clearly. So he said, you know what, I'm, I'm good. Chargers was going to Harbaugh, okay? That, to me, was a perfect fit because they had a nice defense, a nice quarterback, but the Chargers had their eye on somebody that they had, obviously, a relationship with from his playing days who just come off a national championship. So that goes there. 
Then when you look at Seattle, they just came off somebody's grandfather. They don't want another grandfather. I mean, they want to go young. So they decided to go young. Guest. He, young guest. Yeah. Right? yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they took the youngest coach. And they the, went the from young, 72 to 36-year-old. Very okay. young. So they, they went young in yeah. Seattle and said, okay. Yeah. Then when you look at Washington, they don't really have a quarterback, even though they have the number two overall pick. He was talking to them. Some people in the organization wanted him. Yeah. That didn't work out. That goes to somebody else. Now you look at the Raiders. That was already set. That was AP was most likely going to get that job because the players wanted AP. And you uh, just, although Tom is a minority owner and has some input there, so you would think, okay, are you going to think about it, right? Yeah, but they just did that. Yeah, They did that with Bill right. Jr. in, in McDaniel. Right. So you, they don't, do you, right. you don't want to do that again. And, and it was a disaster. The you players do don't right. want that in a locker room. New England he came right. from, and then the Tennessee Titans, you think he really wanted that job? You think Vrabel didn't tell him, I'm so glad I'm out of here. I didn't want to deal with those people. If they thought Vrabel was a problem in the building, imagine what Bill would have been in terms of the building. And Ron, and Ron uh, Carthon, dad played yeah. for Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells in, in their giant days and mm -hmm. also coached with us right. at the New York Jets. So they all know each other. There wasn't a perfect situation, so to speak, other than, in my opinion, the Charger job. But that went to Harbaugh. So the next cycle, if he gets a job, okay. If he doesn't, then we can start having that conversation about people see him a certain way. But there wasn't anything on the so block. So, Keyshawn, did the Chargers make a mistake? No. No? No, not at all. No. Not at all. Because you love Bill Belichick. I, so, I would and, hire him tomorrow. But I also would look at... Jim Harbaugh, how could you not? Jim Harbaugh's gone to a Super Bowl. Right. He's gone to NFC Championship games. His track record speaks that programs that are down, he's been able to take over and lift them up. Sure. When he comes in, they're in a losing proposition. And when he leaves, he, they're in much better situations. He, in his first year at all his stops, they've added win totals to the column and not losses. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, you, you look at those two now. We don't know what the end product is going to be at the Chargers, okay? We assume that he's going to eventually get to a Super Bowl. I'm right. a betting man. I think he will. Yep. And I think eventually with Justin Herbert, he could potentially win a Super Bowl. I understand the greatest coach to ever do it can't get a job in this cycle. But was there anything really perfect for him? Well, well the Chargers were. They were perfect. It was more perfect okay. for Harbaugh. Though. Okay, but if you think Bill Belichick's the greatest coach ever, then I assume you think he's a little better than Jim Harbaugh, right? Yeah, but, but even though he's the greatest coach ever, even Tom Brady said it, okay, you have to align yourself with people, as I continue to keep trying to tell you, Skip. Everything has to align. <laughs> he, the relationship with the Chargers, his language may not speak to them. Their language may not speak to him, but it does to Harbaugh. They may have a different vision of where things are going. The, Bill may say, hey, let's be patient here. And Harbaugh comes in and says, we're doing it right now. They may like the right now. Where Bill said, well, you don't, you know, you guys want to relax. I don't know their conversation, but I can assure you that they picked the right guy because that's who they wanted in Harbaugh. Okay. Go, Michael. Let me say, these are two guys that I just absolutely love and adore. Looking at from afar or getting a chance to be anywhere in any one of their presence. You know, these are just different guys, man, when you're around them. So I love Bill and I love Tom. I love that Tom is throwing this life raft towards Bill right now because, Tom, you're the one that started 
the boat leaking. You see what I mean? He's the one that started the boat leaking. When Tom talked about all that he was talking about, I'm just not having any fun anymore, and left. And he left. And and when he left, and and, and the stain uh, of what was going on builds too hard on people. The great Tom Brady has just left. The last two decisions Bill has to make has made on the quarterbacks is what gets him in this situation right now. I hear what Tom is saying now, Tom Brady Jr. I heard what Tom Brady Sr. said earlier. So did I. Bill messed us over. Mm-hmm. Bill let us go too early, and we left here saying we're going to show you that we are still a good enough uh, quarterback. Robert Kraft said it. Man, Bill got me with this. Bill got me. We got rid of Tom a year too early. He goes and wins a Super Bowl. The last two decisions at quarterback. And then he brings in Mac Jones. And we've seen what has happened here the last couple years with Mac Jones. This is what stopped Bill from getting a job this cycle. When Tom said he's surprised, I know why he's surprised. That this many defensive coaches got hired and neither was the greatest defensive coach of all time. That's surprising because we thought this is an NFL that's moving towards the young, innovative head coach. And they have this many defensive coaches say, wait a minute, I'm taking this job. I got this job. I got this job. And nobody says, since I'm going defense, I might as well go with the king of the hill. That is surprising right there. And I think that's what Tom Brady's talking about. And he is right in that sense. Yeah, Michael, just one quick point of order. You you said that Tom chose to leave. But again, as we heard from his father, they're just flat out saying that, no, Bill chose to push him out the back door and told Mr. Kraft, that's it. And according to Tom Sr., he was trying to do it as early as 2015, 2016, with the Garoppolo choice that he was already grooming Garoppolo to take over for Tom. Okay, so... The, the big picture of this hiring cycle to me, and I give both of you this point, it feels like the NFL at large in general with these openings, that there was a movement, a new sort of theme operating barely under the surface that owners and GMs and front office staffers were trying to take back control of all the teams. So they went young, 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 because They don't want to have to deal with A, Bill Belichick, or B, Pete Carroll, or C, Mike Vrabel, because they're strong, highly accomplished coaches who who want to be able to control the personnel as well as just the coaching on the field. And so we saw it in every case where the owners slash GMs just retook control of the franchise by hiring incredibly young Mike McDonald's because they're open for business. They're, they're moldable. They're malleable. They're, right. You can bring them in and you can do whatever you want with them because they just want to coach football and they're just happy to be there. So Bill, I think, became a threat w- without the recent credentials to back it up. Because again, he had four years in New England with no Tom and they were nine games under 500 and he got them to one playoff game. And I, I give you guys, he's the greatest defensive mind ever. Yet in that one playoff game in four years, they gave up 47 to Josh Allen at Buffalo. Mm. 
No huge shame there, except they, they never made him punt. He scored every time he touched the football, and it was 47 to 17, which wasn't exactly a defensive masterpiece. So they're saying, well, what have you done for me lately, Bill? And if you're bringing Tom along with you, maybe we'll, we, we can do some business here, but obviously you can't bring Tom now. Well, so, right. I, it, but, but it, skip, skip, skip yeah. a quarter of the season, a quarter of the season last year. That's four games. He had teams, held teams to under 10 points. He did. That's I thought quarter. he was very good a on defense quarter. last year. They were, right, they were right, respectable. Right, right. They, they were very credible on defense. They were. Right. And, and congrats to his son. Yeah. His son that has gotten a job. Congrats to his son because he has something to he do did. with it too, who has also got a job. But but when you get when you get hold with that talent that they have, and you look at some of those teams that were available and the talent they had on defense, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, wow, if he kept a quarter of his teams under 10 points, a whole quarter of the season. And he has that little talent. I can put him with this kind of talent and, and, and take off. I thought someone would definitely have said that. You know, the Atlantas or, 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 or someone, uh, yeah, or Carolina, I I find somebody yeah. on the other side and say, we can find somebody to work with that young quarterback. You saw how Houston worked it out. And I got a great defensive mind guy with a young quarterback. I, I, I thought there was an opportunity there. So I am surprised, like I said, which is what Tom has said, because those opportunities didn't materialize. You know, both of y'all are extremely smart guys, and I don't understand why both of y'all keep missing the point. It has to align perfectly for these guys, man. You can't, yes, right. we look at the situation and we're surprised at Carolina. Right. I'm not, because it, Michael and Skip, <laughs> both of you, yep. you know damn yep. well the conversations was already taking place and some of these teams way back in November's and December's about opportunity to hire this man. Feelers, agents, whatever you want to call it, saying, hey, do you think right. if, if it becomes available, he would be interested? And right. maybe his people say, oh, no, nah, he doesn't want to do that. Right. And they move on. But, but Keith, there's a feel. Like there's Keith, but, but Keith, a great point. It's a great point you're bringing up. It's fillers. What, what was said last year, yeah, yeah, we might be interested. We might be interested. They, they, he might have taken some of that into the meeting with Mr. Kraft and then decided, you know what? I know those fillers are out there. Let me go try and see what's out there. Remember, because Mr. Kraft said he didn't want to capitulate any and try to work through these situations. And those fillers are probably some, are probably some things he heard that he thought he had a better opportunity waiting. Mate, that, that could be the case, but you gotta, you, you, you know, and, and I know damn well they're working behind closed doors where we are not getting the information. It's not in detail conversations. These are just conversations. Hey, if it becomes available, would he be interested? Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, he doesn't want to move to Carolina. He doesn't want to live in such and such. He doesn't want to do this sort of thing. So teams decide, let's go after something else. Everything has to align, man. Everything has to be right. I just remember when Parcells took over the Dallas Cowboys. He decided to not take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job because it aligned perfectly with Jerry. Jerry said, all right, I'm hands off. I'm going to just let you do your deal. He did. And, and Bill said, okay, I'll come out of retirement. Well, Jerry said that for a little while. <laughs> yeah, for a little while. But, <laughs> right, but right, you know right, what right, I'm right. saying? Those conversations right. were taking place throughout the year, even though I don't remember who the coach was at the time, but even though they had a coach in place, 
They can see that right. this is not going down the right track. Let's see if we can get the big tuna to bite. And, and, and that's the way it works. I'm not going to say that nobody didn't warn him like that. They just didn't meet and hire him because right. things didn't work out. Okay, so Keyshawn, do you right, think right. any of those seven openings, do you think he was offered any of those jobs, actually offered the job? It, it, it sounds like he might have been offered the Atlanta job, yeah. might have been with certain conditions that he didn't want to meet. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that blows my mind. That's sad. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he, according to right. the reports, and all we can go off of is the reports because yeah. I haven't talked to him. So... Based on the reports, he wanted control, more control. What is that? What does that mean? Does it mean that I want to hire my own scouting department? Does it mean that I want to not retain some of the coaches on the staff? Does it mean that I want to be labeled as general manager, president? Blah, blah, blah? I don't know what that means, but whatever it was, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay decided to say, no, we rather hire Raheem Morris because Raheem isn't asking for all of those things. That's what it sounds and like to Rich me. the Rich McKay issue. It in, was. In, in the stuff they had with Rich McKay, yeah. right. It could be a, right. a yeah. Yeah, but it, but it was something, though. It was something. Right. Yeah. All right, let's move on, because this was very interesting to me. Eric Bieniemy actually helped coach the Chiefs as they got ready to play the Ravens at Baltimore. Really? We discuss next. No mercy. No mercy. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Coach Edwards. Quote, unquote, game managing the Las Vegas Knights uh. is one of Playmaker's best qualities. It is. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right. In early. That's what I did. In early. early. Bad early. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> what happened in Vegas can go Viral, it doesn't matter, because he was in bed early, right? Yeah. Right, in bed yeah. early. In yes, bed sir. early. All right. Tweet right number down. two. Hearing the Undisputed crew call Patrick Mahomes a quote-unquote game manager like Bill Murray says, thank you. I'm assuming thank that's you. a Kansas City Chief. I, I'm assuming that, but I'm not sure about that. Excited. I so. Excited. It's not that sarcastic, is it? Is it, is it like it it's going to motivate right. Mahomes to be the opposite of a game or, manager? Or maybe right. they're saying we're calling him a game manager because that's actually what he's doing, and we hadn't been calling him a game manager in the past. We just keep jumping all over Brock Purdy. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I think that could be it. Yeah, it, 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 he, he's taking this as a negative connotation. Well, we're, he, we're giving him all the praise in the world. We are. And, and, and I think he's just taking it wrong. All right. And finally, this is my favorite from Robert Merrill. Why Richard Sherman is not at work today, he's in disguise. <laughs> I'm not Richard Sherman. <laughs> I, he's I, actually being interviewed at 49er Media Day as we speak. Some reason in I disguise. believe that could be. Truth. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could I have be. to tell Richard all the time, Richard, <laughs> you do not play football anymore, man. You're done. 
Like, stop. But remember, he's only 35, he's so you got to give done. him a break. Well, he's still hanging on, hanging in. Oh, God. That's great. Yeah, okay. He's got to let it go. Okay, back to business, back to the Super Bowl, but back to the NFL, because Eric Bieniemy, let go in Washington, was back in Kansas City ahead of the Chiefs' AFC Championship game at Baltimore, sitting in on offensive meetings. Here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say about that. It's always great to have EB um, in the building. Just just being there and um, the energy that he brings, and the mentality that he brings, you can just you can feel just because he's he's he has that intensity, but he loves it. He loves being there. He loves being a part of the team and and being a part of a um, of that culture. And so just having him back in the building was was really cool and listening to him talk and um, his energy. I mean, it just kind of got everybody. You could ask guys, I and mean, I think guys had a little bit of like chill bumps at the end, like, hey, we got EB's back here. Okay. Now, Andy Reid said, and I quote, I think his coaching future is great, talking about the enemy. I'm obviously a big fan of his, and I know the things that he can do. Yet, Andy Reid didn't sound that optimistic about the enemy returning to the Chiefs in some capacity. As he said, I have no spot right now. Michael Irvin, what do you make of the enemy returning to sit in on Chiefs meetings? First of all, I, I, you know, I, I love Andy for doing this and, and, and getting him back out here and putting him in a different light. We remember the years ago that Eric Bieniemy was on the, uh, on the circuit, and when these jobs ca- became available, he was one of the names that came up. You know, and we, we talked also about the shadow that the great Andy Reid cast on him. So people started rumbling about maybe it'll be good for him to go and do his own thing away for Andy Reid. But those opportunities don't always come up in a great way. So you got to take the opportunity that's there. And the Washington Commanders had an opportunity. He took that opportunity to try to, you know, try to open up and expand out and get away from Andy Reid. And that was just, I think, the bad call. Mm. going to Washington where, you know, they were up and down on a quarterback situation because now all of that falls on him. Washington midseason starts saying, uh-oh, this is going nowhere. Let's dump everything and started <laughs> dumping. And now one year later, this man is out on the street. Nobody's talking about him. Andy Reid bringing him in, bringing him around the players. I thought about this, guys. I said, wow, I wonder what this would have been like after winning two Super Bowls like they won with with." With, with Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. Noah Turner left and went to Washington. Same team. Had he come back, yeah. you know, after some things went wrong in Washington, we would have welcomed him back. Are you joking? You know why? Because Noah was the real architect of all of it. Noah came in and said, no, Michael, forget what people are saying. You are fast enough to run this system that we're going to run. Troy, no, you got it. We're going to drop back. We're going to get the ball out of your hands by that second hitch. You knew your base was coming back into your camp to give you whatever knowledge, whatever information he has. He built you. He knows everything about what this offense should do. So I thought it was a great thing that you have Eric Bieniemy back. Remember now, remember, the enemy is the guy that has the reputation for riding guys hard, putting pressure on guys. What do you think they're about to see in a Super Bowl? Nothing but pressure. If they can have it all week in practice or have it even a day in practice with Eric Bieniemy, 
it will manufacture, it, it will carry over well on Super Bowl Sunday. I thought it was a great job. It shows the great man that Andy Reid is in trying to help his friend, Eric Bieniemy. You know, uh, Michael, I'll, I'll say one thing about the Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Kansas City to Washington situation. Ron Rivera coached for Andy Reid in Philadelphia, so there's a relationship that's there. He said to him, hey, you need an offensive coordinator. EB's the guy. Bring him along with the understanding that you really may not have a quarterback, but he can get him to play well, which he was playing well at the beginning of the season. He was. And then eventually right. the wheels fell off in terms of uh, Sam Howell and what they're capable of doing on the offensive side of the ball. So I think it was a smart move for Eric Bieniemy to get from underneath Andy Reid, because no matter what, you watch these games on Sunday just like I do, and you watch them sometimes with me. Andy Reid could be standing here just like this, doing nothing. Eric Bieniemy could be going zero right, 62, Z's flat, whatever. And the first thing, it's a touchdown. The first thing they say is, well, that was a great play call by Andy Reid. Andy Reid, damn mouth ain't moved. So get from underneath that, because no matter what Andy Reid was saying, he was jumping on the table, screaming and hollering, Skip. Eric Bieniemy is calling the plays. Eric Bieniemy is designing the stuff. Other players in the locker rooms, Eric Bieniemy is doing this. Patrick Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy is doing that. But he wasn't getting the national credit in terms of the National Football League. He wasn't getting that credit. They, no matter what, they was always going to say he wasn't doing it. But then there's been other coaches out there. Sean McVay has guys, and they say, they, oh, well, he's calling. No, Sean's calling the damn plays, man. Stop it. Mm. But you telling me that Kevin O'Connell was the guy, and you didn't, he didn't get a fair opportunity and chance like Kevin O'Connell. Now you say, well, okay, Andy Reid says not right now, Skip. We don't have a position right now. He didn't say we'll never have a position. He said right now, right now we're in the midst of the Super Bowl. I'm not thinking about coaching changes, adding coaches. I'm not thinking about any of those sort of things. But I bring a guy in, in a, right before an AFC championship game to give us what we've been missing, which is that fire which is that motivation. Players got goosebumps on them, according to Patrick Mahomes, because he was speaking to the team as if he was installing the offense like he used to do in the past. Yep. In front of the whole team. Okay, this is a coach that's now on the streets. So you but, say, but, well... But, right, Keith, right. But he, come, and he comes back now saying, listen, guys, these opportunities... You won't get a you won't get a lot of these opportunities. No, when Norv Turner used to always say to us guys, he never said to me, he said, Michael, what you have here, what we had, you may never see it again. It's taking advantage of those opportunities right now. He can talk too. I just left another place that I thought could be as good. But I'm telling you, everybody is not on championship on the same page. You can speak to that to make people go in here and understand the opportunity they have this Sunday. It's not always like this, and you may not be here next year. This may be your only chance at grabbing this damn ring. Let's make sure we take advantage of it. Of course, and Skip, when you look at it with coaches in the National Football League, other coaches in college or whatever the case is, familiarity is important. They're very familiar with EB. They understand his language. He didn't scare people off like he may have in Washington with his coaching demeanor. 
But you got to think, bringing guys back. Steve Spagnuolo is back in Kansas City. Remember, once upon a time, he was with Andy in Philly. Then he went to the Giants, and he got the head coaching job at the Rams, and that failed, so he's in Kansas City. Matt Nagy was with him in Kansas City. He went to Chicago. He failed. He brought him back. Eric Bieniemy was once with him. Yep. And now, all of a sudden, he's speaking to the team in the most important game before the most important game of this season, which was the AFC Championship game, he yeah. allowed him to take the, take the stage and talk to the team. He so did. I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> at, after the Super Bowl stuff is over, is put back in position really? to some degree. I wouldn't be surprised okay. at all. all right. I promise you I wouldn't be. Okay, well, that would mean that the current Especially, coordinator is going to have to be demoted somehow. Or but is the, re, but, 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 is the, but, but here, here's what I would say to but, you but, but, as but, a right, kiss on right. the cheeks. They're going to keep Washington paying them. They're going to keep watching. We're just going to use them as a consultant. We're going to let Washington But is the current pay offensive coordinator by title mm -hmm. calling the plays? Or is it Andy mm -hmm. Reid calling the plays? Just because he got the title yeah. doesn't mean he's calling it. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy was actually calling it yeah all right allow me to say two things about eric Bieniemy. i think he did a very good job with sam howell because i think he got as much out of him as any coordinator Absolutely. will ever get out of him he he took him as far as you can take him and he had his moments as you allude to and even later in the year he would have moments in games he's got some ability but he only has some ability and you can only take it so far now when I hear people wonder about, well, Eric Bieniemy interviewed for so many jobs over the last, whatever it's been, four or five years, and didn't get one, <laughs> is he a weak interview? No, the truth is he's too strong of an interview because Eric Bieniemy, mm -hmm. uh, above all, is his own man. He's a tough guy. He played this game at a high level. He knows what it takes, and he's very outspoken. Remember early on in training camp at Washington, he rubbed all the commanders the wrong way. Yeah, because he's, he's coaching them hard because that's what he does. Well, now we just talked about the new trend we saw in this hiring cycle of owners, GMs trying to seize back control of the franchise. I, I think Eric Bieniemy is a threat to that. I think he's too strong of a personality for some of these guys to want to deal with. Okay, so now to Patrick Mahomes' point about goosebumps, I got goosebumps when I read about Patrick and the Chiefs having goosebumps because – this was, as Michael said, a, a beautiful move by Andy Reid to just get Eric back on the map somehow, get him some right. attention during Super Bowl week mm -hmm. that he so deserves because he's going to get lost in the shuffle because the jobs are all taken. And I don't know what's going to happen this offseason right. to Eric Bieniemy. We talked about it a couple days ago. But the point is, it was a dicey situation because, Michael, you talked about Norv Turner. What if you brought him back from Washington? Well, you had a coordinator, Zampezi. Who, who would right. be protective of his turf. And I'm sure Matt Nagy, right. I'm not a big Matt Nagy fan, but whatever. He has been a head coach in this league somehow. And he is the coordinator this year. And you, you better believe that when Eric was brought back in to sit in meetings, I don't think Matt Nagy would love that because it's protocol that you're in control. You're the coordinator. And, and that would be, if you're going to protect your turf, I think Andy had to manage that situation by reassuring Matt Nagy, no, 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 it's a, 
Just just let it be. Let the players like him. You're still in charge. You're still the coordinator. But it's that was a dicey situation that Andy had to work with, even though the players right. respond great to Eric Bieniemy. Now, next year, right. okay, if they lose the Super Bowl, would it be a surprise me if they f- fire Matt Nagy and bring back Eric Bieniemy? But, fi- but firing yeah. Matt Nagy no, does no, nothing. He's not also, calling it skip. Right. Okay, but right. he right. is. Right. And remember, but, but, yeah. but remember this also, guys. There were rumblings. And, 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 and it was just a rumble, and it was a small rumble, but people were saying Andy Reid may win and walk away. Now, now yeah. is Eric Bieniemy back in the building because of those possibilities? Is Andy Reid bringing him back in the building because yeah. he, you know, of those possibilities? You know what I mean? We got to we have to put that in place, too. Because if anything, I know they're not going to say, OK, Matt Nagy, you can take over this. So so there's a lot going on out there. I know you won't say that. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah. let's just be real there. So that's right. something to think about, too. But I just like the, what he's doing and, bring, and taking care of his guy. I yeah, like that. It, it, right now, as, as Big Red said, Andy Reid said, not right now. OK, not right now, because in the end, Coaching vacancies are still available, okay? They, 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 the assistant coaches could go. Maybe Matt Nagy goes to Seattle as the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Maybe that's, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I just think that he'll get another opportunity and he'll start back in Kansas City again. Now, what title he'll get and all of those sort of things, I have no idea. But I can almost assure you, because think about it. What happens to Josh McDaniels when Bill Belichick? Hey, come on, man. Come on back over here. You get fired, come on back over here. That's what they do, familiarity. They just know I can work with this guy. He helped me accomplish so much in Kansas City. I'll be a damn fool not to find a spot for him on this roster, or better yet, on the coaching staff. So, Michael, we talked about it yesterday. Andy Reid is 65. If they win this Super Bowl, that'd be three in five years. Patrick's probably going to play for at least 10 more years, if not 15 years. It's just going to be hard <laughs> to walk away from that. It's, you, you got the best situation right. in all of football. So it's, it's just hard. It, despite the rumblings, I, I just don't buy no, it. No, Andy Reid ain't right. going nowhere. I, 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 I told right. you that yesterday. Uh, if he stopped eating cheeseburgers, then I'll tell you something different. Right. That ain't going to happen right. either. It, 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 well, well, it's a perfect match. It really is. These is. two together, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid has played and done coach quarterbacks in great over the years but Patrick Mahomes take everything he does to another level and I but but I still you never know you never know and maybe this is him trying to say Patrick I'm gonna leave you in good hands and bring it back to being me so you never know okay up next Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson who played this game at the highest level are about to go deeper on the way Travis Kelsey often runs a different route than the one that was called by Andy Reid. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to highlight Ernie Barnes, artist, offensive lineman, and Renaissance man. In 1959, Barnes graduated with an art degree and was drafted by the Baltimore Colts. From there, Barnes paints, draws, and plays offensive lineman for the Titans, Chargers, and Broncos, where his nickname is Big Rembrandt. Once retired, he was hired by the Jets just to paint. And by the end of the year, he launches his first exhibit in New York. His art career is prolific in production, underappreciated by the art elite, but widely seen as his work graces album covers, the credits of Good Times, prints, and Olympic posters. His most famous painting sold for $15 million, and you can see Barnes's work in galleries and museums across the country, including the Football Hall of Fame. Ernie Barnes, artist, athlete, and American icon. Here was Patrick Mahomes on the backyard football connection he has with Travis Kelsey. This is a quote. He has a good feel for the defense, and I think what makes it even more special is he has a good feel for the entire concept of the play and the quarterback's timing. Right. He'll get himself open and in the window without getting other people covered. Okay, that is deep, and that is very, very rare. So, Michael, you and Keyshawn obviously caught passes at the highest level. How do you guys explain the extemporaneous ways Kelsey gets open from Holmes? And when we, okay, when we jump in and we start talking about how do you – Yeah, yeah. How, how do you deem, how do you dub this? Now, when I look at him and he says, is this the greatest duo in the history of the NFL – do you call them the greatest duo in the history of the NFL? Then you start going down. I, I don't call them. Are they the most feared? No, I wouldn't say they're the most feared. They're the most dangerous. wouldn't necessarily say they're the most dangerous, but by far I will say they're the most difficult. They are the most difficult because of what Patrick Mahone was just talking about, the relationship and the understanding that these two have together makes them the most difficult. Key, listen. Skip, we talked about this. I, I could only imagine, you know, Tom Brady being a pre-snap reader, reading the play pre-snap, and then telling him, go where you're supposed to go, so I'm going to throw this ball. You know, that, that, that's playing within the structure of a play when you have a pre-snap quarterback. But now you got a post-snap quarterback where you both are reading the defense at the same time. And Travis Kelsey has an understanding of the defense just like a quarterback. What Patrick Mahomes said in there that I thought was just spot on that I have to try to help young receivers with, especially young receivers that play inside, like, dude, it's great to know how to get open, but it's better to know when to be open because you're playing the inside. Key, you know this more than anything. If we're running a play sometimes, my outside, the read may be the outside, 585, I'm reading the outside comebacks, you know. But once I see those outside comebacks are not there, now I'm looking inside to those inside guys. And you can't get open early. You got to be open right when the quarterback is coming, right when he's coming back to you. It's a very difficult thing. It's not as easy as you think because you have to be in harmony with the quarterback. Travis Kelsey and, 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 and Patrick Mahomes, I mean, the, the stuff he does when you watch him on film, when they're trying to bracket him, you can see, and we'll see here even in one of the plays, where he really has an undercall, but you can see he never even goes towards the under. He never goes towards the crosser. He just kind of hooked up. And that one play, 
where Patrick Mahomes scrambled around and took a hit and threw the ball in the air. It was that play. Travis Kelsey still made the play. He's difficult to stop. And what you don't give him enough credit for is he got a 100% motor. He's going to play hard all the time. They're the most difficult duo we've ever had in the National Football League to cover because of the way they play and sync up together. There was a time, Key and Skip, that I swore uh, Troy and I had spider senses. I wouldn't know. I could run a route and the spider sense would tingle. Mm, Troy's in trouble. Cut right, right now. And I promise you, I put it on everything. God knows I'm not lying. I would turn right and boom, that ball hit me in the chest. They have that in spades. And it's an incredible, incredible asset to have if you got those two kinds of talent. You could have just said freelance skip instead of expats, Tony. Yeah, you could just say that because it, it's, you know, right. spoken to without preparation. I get all that. But, you know, just freelance would be a lot easier. <laughs> Whatever your word of choice is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're looking at a receiver or a tight end, for instance, like a Travis Kelsey and Michael's talking about him being able to find a soft spot in defenses when something is called, that's true. That's true for all great route runners, spider senses, awareness of what the defense is trying to do to you. You're not leaving, you're not leaving the, the area, so to speak. You're not going in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. You are within eyesight of Patrick Mahomes. If Travis Kelsey had a seven route on, which is a high corner route, for instance, and the DB is drifting off or the DB is sloughing on the, the flat route and the safety is getting over the top, old top of the corner route, you can just simply bam, turn around right there and not run yeah. the full extension of the route. That's right. what they're talking right. about. Now I'm looking at him and right. I'm looking down the gun barrel and I understand where the area that my tight end is going to be in. He's not running right. the route all the way to the end. He hooks up, I can drill it to him because now it's in between the safety in the corner and over the linebacker. Those are the sort of things that he's capable of doing. Or if I'm in the inside and I'm running a slot and I'm inside like Travis Kelsey and I have what people like to call a looky route, which is an inside slant, but that guy is cutting me off and I'm never going to be able to cross his face. But because me and the quarterback are in sync and on the same page, I can put my foot in the ground instantly and retrace back out, but I'm not leaving the eyes of Patrick Mahomes. So what we see is we go, oh, my God, he just ran a different route. But it's not. It's the same area that Patrick Mahomes expects for him to be in. And that's the beauty of it. When you talk about a touchdown, as I was trying to explain to you, and and we were watching one of the clips, Skip, it was a wheel route. Patrick Mahomes hitting against Hamilton, uh, uh, on the back shoulder against the Baltimore first, Ravens, right, first, he could have very yeah. easily taken Pacheco on the backfield on the shallow cross. Pacheco could have scored a touchdown too. But because I trust my receiver, yeah. right. I can now drill it back shoulder and know he's going to look when he's supposed to and I'm not in trouble. I can throw it low and outside. I can do all of those sort of things because we've been working together so much. We practice together. We do a whole lot of communication And a lot of times, too, in games, and I've done this with Brad Johnson when you talk about spider sense and Troy Aikman, I'm running cover two. They're running cover two man on me. I couldn't get inside to save my life at all. They just, I couldn't get inside. I'm running dig routes, couldn't get inside. 
Literally, when I break the huddle, I tell Brad, if he jumps inside, I'm going back to the corner. And that was it. He already knew. Okay, but you alerted him. You, yeah, but, but that, that sometimes right. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey are alerting each other. If I, this I, happens, right, if this so. happens, here's what I'm going to do. And it, it just right. naturally happens that way, Skip. Yeah. It ain't just but, out but, there but running around also, freelancing. Right. No. But that's but also what we also are talking about. This new offense, these, these, these new coaches, these new coaches have, are, are loosening up that offense. If you did this back in the day with these men, I'm telling you, won't, you, not only will you not play on <laughs> that team, you ain't going to play in the NFL, period. They are going to make sure you get out of the league. What the hell are you was, doing, it, son? Right, dude, dude, dude. They will get you out the lead. That old-fashioned, the old-fashioned dude. They, we have a seven-route on, Skip. You better run that seven-route. You better run it for a speed because Troy's going to let the ball go soon and early, even right. before you come out of the break. If you stop, that's a pick six going the other route, and dude, you're out of the lead. But, but, but now these young guys have come in and said, okay, Let's try that. If, if those guys are going to run out and get in that seven route, let's hook it up. Let's hook it up. And it's gone to another level and a new and new opportunities and more holes in that cover two defense than, 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 than we thought prior to. The system now is built for how these guys play. I mean, the defenses, yeah. the rules, everything right. to make them the most difficult to stop. Okay. I've been watching, studying, covering your game much longer than you guys even played it. This is just me. I have never, ever seen anything remotely like this, like the freedom and the license they give Travis Kelsey to run whatever is in his head and heart right. on any given play, to break it completely off, not a tweak, not a nuance, to just decide, right. no, I'm going to do this because this will work against what I'm seeing. And I do think Travis Kelsey has some football genius about him because he's seeing it the way the quarterback would see it almost from above. And they trust each other. They are on such a wavelength that th these are usually interceptions waiting to happen because you're just not on the same page when you're that off page. But, Michael, you, you played for a quarterback, and I got to know Troy very well. He was as meticulous a, a, a preparer for football games as anybody I was ever around. And he was a raging perfectionist. He needed you for the most part to run your routes to the centimeter, to the centimeter. I, I get your nuances right. of, I, I, I got to break it off and he'll trust that I will right. if you both see it. But for the most part, you got to, as you know, with Troy, you, you better be exactly where you're supposed to be, exactly when you're supposed to be there, because that's how he operated at the highest level. I don't know if Keyshawn played with anybody right. quite like that, but it, right. it was a whole In different ball game. All right. So look, look at one route. If we could pull this one out. There, there was this. This was third and five from the Baltimore 27, and it turned into the, the one sort of wow play that Patrick's had in the whole playoffs. But, this is the play. Yeah, right. Okay. This is the but, play. But Travis said that, that, that Patrick called an audible that he did not like. He said, I didn't right. like the, the, the checkoff to it. So, right. again, right. we'll see it again. Kelsey runs a completely different route than the audible. Right. And as he right. said, that you can see Patrick looking for him up the seam where he was not, and he double pumps a couple times like, where are you, where are you? And then he has to scramble around. And as, as Jason said, I, I was actually, 
I, I was standing over on on the numbers, picking my effing nose. That's what he was, because he mm. thought that's where the, the throw should have gone and what would be more open. And only late right. in the play did he break back toward Mahomes, and then Mahomes pulls off a little bit of a splash play. Mm. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, but that's right there. Right there. Let's look at right. That should right. be Let's a disaster. Yeah. No, it, it should, should be a disaster. Right. 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 Because yeah. Travis Correct. Kelsey hooked up on the numbers yeah. as the shallow cross was coming in front of him. Yeah. That is not a design uh, back, play, but the scramble right. allowed him the to get free. The backside shallow cross. Right. Yeah. The backside shallow cross. Right. Travis Kelsey should have been the first shallow cross. And now, when you he go the first shallow yeah. cross, he right. would have been wide open. And he said right here, right, he, he's supposed to go. He should have yeah. went across. If he goes across and they go with him, then the backside cross is going to come over. Wide open. You see what I mean? That, that, that's not, he, a, good, that's right. not a good play, right. Skip. Right. And that, that's why Travis right. said right. on right. his right. podcast, but it's ladies still and gentlemen, work. that's but not how you play football. That is not okay. how you play football. Right. 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 But this is what he does. I, and I what they do with still work. That could have been a disaster, though. Right. That then it was a disaster. Down. It should have been a disaster. It wasn't got, because yeah. of the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And he bought time right. for him to uncover. Okay, right. and now just for Michael's benefit, because he right. lost his mind the Monday after the AFC Championship game here on the show, right. I, I'm going to show you the nine completions in nine targets to Travis Kelsey in the first half at Baltimore against the number one ranked defense and it blew my mind, too. These are the throws. These are the nine completions. That's pretty simple, but it works. See, I, I, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, but I love that. Oh, that, yeah. that. That was incredible right there. That's to go great. back show. God. That's a great play. Yeah. And the touch on that pass. Oof. I'll just find 87. This is, this is I'll find 87. He'll come back to me. He's going to come back to me, and I'll get it to him just right. before I get sacked. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. That look doubled, but he got it to him. I, that that blew my mind. That, that, that was, was that too, wide that, open. That was yeah. a bracket. Another first down. And another little wide receiver screen. But, Skip, Key, how, 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 how is the question that I got to keep saying when you know, you know, if you can help, if you can slow down that dude, you know he's the catalyst for this whole team yeah. he went nine for nine ended up 11 for 11 that's amazing man you got to get patrick mahomes and travis kelsey all the credit in the world and, and i was all over the baltimore Ravens. i don't care if you do the punt thing you put two guys over him like did. he's going down on the punt yeah. you do you just put two guys yep. and say let me see what else you agree and, and, and they never tried that so yeah I, I was i was i was crazy Crazy mad. Like, what are you doing here? But they're the most difficult to stop. Yeah. The greatest thing about Bill Belichick was he would always just take away your strength. If you're going to beat him with the others, you can beat him with the others. But Bill Belichick in the first half of a championship game, he would just say, you can't have him. I take him completely away from you. No matter what route he runs, what he uncovers on, you can't have him. Well, they let him go nine for nine for almost 100 yards. It's 17 to seven at halftime. Then the Baltimore defense locked down in the second half, but it was too late because it winds up 17 to 10. And guess who's back in the Super Bowl? They were trying to take him away. Yeah. It didn't work, Maybe though. they just couldn't. They, they, they tried. Yeah, they tried. They, they just right. sometimes Everybody. I'm better than you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter right. what you do. Everybody's tried to take him away. 
And he's been better than everybody. You got to give him all the credit in the world, man. Those two guys right there. Yeah. The, the trust that Patrick Mahomes has in him is yeah. off the charts because it is so dangerous to trust him that much, as you said, on that one play, because it should have gone the other direction. It should have been a tumultuous turnover. All, well, all, quarter, all quarterbacks yeah. that play extended years with their receivers have a trust factor. Yeah, but this they is were not Troy Aikman wanted Michael to be at a certain place, but he wasn't throwing the ball to nobody else. The decision was going to 88 because <laughs> well, I know 88. Yeah. I, I, I'm cool with K-Dub and Alvin and all them. They yeah, get, but 88, them. I'm giving the football to. Yeah. Jerry Rice, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, he, he Joe was, Montana, I'm giving the football to them. He was pretty cool with Jay Novacek. Yeah, that's cool. That, yeah, that, that's yeah. good, yeah. but it's going right. through 88. Yeah, I know. And Novacek is good, and, and I can yeah. give it to, to, to Moose and all that, but 88, when I want to go my bang game, yeah, I'm throwing it to 88. Facts. All right, up next. Now, hold on. Some owners have complained to the league office about the wow. 49ers' success with minority coaches and executives? What? Man, just say black, man. You ain't got to say about minority. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. ESPN Seth Wickersham reports that some owners have been resentful of how many third-round picks the 49ers have received for developing minority coaches and executives. So in 2020, the NFL created a new rule designed to reward teams that right. develop minorities in coaching and front office roles. Under the rule, if a team has a minority coach or executive hired away to become another team's head coach or GM, the team that developed the coach or executive gets two third round compensatory picks. Since the rule was implemented, the 49ers have had Robert Sala hired away to be the Jets head coach, Martin Mayhew hired away to be Washington's GM, Mike McDaniel hired away to be the Dolphins head coach, Rand Carthon hired away to be the Titans general manager, and of course, D'Amico Ryan's hired away to be the Texans head coach. All those hirings resulted in two third-round picks going to the 49ers. But according to Wickersham, owners have complained to the league office about the number of picks the 49ers have received for developing these coaches and executives of color. Keyshawn, your reaction to all of the above, please. Well, isn't this the rule that the league put into place? It is. <laughs> so why are owners yeah. complaining that John Lynch in, 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 in York is developing players and better yet, right. coaches and general managers to move on. I thought this was what this was all about. <laughs> yeah, so but, what's the problem now? Because uh, they do it better than everybody else, and they're not the only team. There's yeah. other teams that have, have, have gotten extra picks because of this. They, it, it just is crazy. Yes, every it's single they year. They have dominated this. Every single yes. year, right. they get one. Mm -hmm. That's not their fault, though. This is right. what the rule, right. you put it in place because you did such a poor job at identifying people of color, haven't given them opportunities. You did such a poor job, and the 49ers organization right. has done a tremendous job, so they reap the benefits of it. I don't, why would anybody be complaining? That's stupid. Like, it's your rule. You yeah. made it up. Right. Not, but, but it smells like to me that right. you're somebody, and I ain't gonna say all 31 teams, because there's 32 of them, not including the 49ers. Somebody, one, two, three people is mad because they have yet to figure out how right, to true. develop minorities in both capacities to be able to 
take advantage of the situation, and the 49ers have figured it out. Mm. So what the hell is the problem? <laughs> oh, I know what the problem is. Don't you don't want that many minorities in powerful positions. Uh -huh. Is that it? Mm, mm, but you mm. don't put the rule in. You don't put the rule in with the idea of it's never going to work out that way anyway. So we're okay. That's it's almost right. like the Rooney rule. Right. We put it in, right. but we can figure out how to go around it and we don't have to deal with it. We put this rule in, but damn, mm -hmm. it's actually working now. Right. We got to slow and, it and, down. And kid, right, Key and Skip, I remember the complaints. I remember the backlash Troy Vincent took when he proposed this to everybody, to the owners. Remember, everybody was like, oh my God, what are you doing? What, what, what? And I remember saying, back up. I had been talking to Troy. I said, everybody, back up. Troy's in the room with these guys. You guys aren't in the room. You're trying to, he's, trying, he's in the room representing us. He's trying to move the needle. He knows what these guys are willing to give up. And he got them here. <laughs> he got them. He tricked them. When I first saw this, I was fire hot. Fire hot. Because I'm saying all the good that you have done coming up with the rule and and, 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 and San Fran has done implementing the rule. Why would anybody come in here and take away that by opening their damn mouth? Shut up. Let it go. But then I thought a little deeper and said, you know what? This is exactly how change happens. You see, you got 32 owners probably they wanted to keep that the good old boys club and keep it the way they wanted to keep it. But always there's a team that's going to jump out and say, well, wait a minute. We're going to do it our way. We're going to go in and do these things the right way. And that team has been the San Francisco 49ers. And now you want to turn around and start complaining about it? It blows my mind. But the reality is, now that the San Francisco 49ers have done it, and these people are complaining, trust me, somebody else will say, oh, wait a minute, we better start paying attention to it. And now you get two people, and then you get three people, then you get four people, five, six, seven, and now the rule is in effect. And it really becomes a valuable and viable rule because it started out with the good old boys trying to keep it in-house. And all it took was one stray. And that stray happened to be up there saying, friend, with, with John Lynch and the job those guys are doing, bringing yep. in guys, hiring them, and taking advantage of the rule. Shut up if, you, if you're complaining about it. Get your, get your butt on board and start hiring and developing and you too can have this. That's how the rule's supposed to work. The deeper and deeper I thought about it, kudos, Troy Vincent. Great job. We got them talking now about real change because they don't like what, is, what, is, what has happened. Before, they were just giving lip service to change. Now, this is starting something. I second Michael's emotion. I loved it that this story got reported. I loved it it got legs because I frankly had forgotten about this rule. And me once I, I realized the impact that if my math serves me, the 49ers have received 10 third round picks for the five <laughs> that they have sent off to better jobs, to bigger and better jobs. That's a lot of picks. That's I think they come at the bottom of the third of round. But it's still, those are valuable picks and valuable carrots for other franchises to say, I guess we need to join the, the, the club here. You know, I, yeah. I guess we need to do this because the incentives are beautiful. And 
I, I, my friend John Wooten was presiding over the Rooney Rule for years and years, and people circumvented, and they found it to be a nuisance. And yes. it, I'm not sure that it ever did all that much good. It just got more and more black faces in front of white owners, at least in the interview process, and I always appreciated that. It got some publicity for them and got them on the map a little bit, but th this is the one where you are taking, all of a sudden the other owners that are complaining are saying, wait a second, they have such a good football team and you just gave them 10 more third round picks? Uh, right. yeah. but, but the whole thing about it though, Skip, yeah. forget that they got the picks, just forget that for a minute. They're hiring the minorities to be able to, okay, be able right. to develop them. They're, they're hiring them. The problem with the other teeth is you're not even hiring them <laughs> to be able to develop them so you can get the damn picks. That's not the right, way right, right, the 49ers right. operate. No. They're hiring them again. And empowering and them. And empowering mm -hmm. them again yep. to be able mm -hmm. to do these things. Now, no. Martin, Martin Mayhew used to be right. a general manager in the past of the Detroit right. Lions. John Lynch took the job straight out of TV, yep. right? Nothing he didn't right. this but, TV. But he, yeah. but he made sure right. to align yeah. himself with somebody right. that had a history of the draft board, a history of how to do things. He did. And he kind of learned from that. He did. And then all of a sudden, Martin gets hired again. So it's like, okay, but John Lynch brought him in to begin with. He did. He gave him the opportunity, so therefore he benefits from it. Mm. So these other teams got to get smart and say to themselves, right. well, you know, it'd be, be nice to, right. to hire but, some of these minorities so we can get some right. of these picks. But, but here's the key. Here's the key. Here's the kicker key. What they have to do. You can't just go hire a minority. You got to go, and this is what the whole rule and everybody should you got to go hire a good one, go hire a good opportunity yes, Michael, so somebody true. else can hire him that's too. That's true. So it's not just me hiring you here to do a job. I want you, I'm going to develop you. But if you, you got to go but, do a job. If you, if you and you then go me, get another job. But if you hire me, me, Michael. Then go get another job. And, and wait a minute. All of these guys, Salah, you know, when he gets his quarterback, but you saw what he's done on defense. Mike McDaniel, D'Amico Ryan, he didn't just, he, they're doing great. They're yeah. doing great the way they went. Yeah. They are doing great. Mm -hmm. So 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 they developed these guys and sent them off, and they're doing great with other franchises. They deserve those picks. You see what I'm saying? They brought them in. They developed them. They taught them, and they're doing great. That's go go follow that. Stop running your radio, singing these dull songs, and go follow what they have done. Make sure you make the right hire. Make sure you develop them. Make sure they go off and have great success. You, too, can get you two third-round draft picks. That's what you do. But they would be stupid just to hire them, just to hire them, because if they don't develop and you don't right. utilize them in the right, right capacity, That's you true. ain't going to get the damn picks. No. So you got to start by right. hiring them first mm -hmm. to know that they're capable right. of handling whatever task that sets in front of them mm -hmm. so you can get the picks. John Lynch, again, has done this. He made the right calls. Now, other teams can follow suit mm -hmm. if they choose to. Otherwise, you'll be behind the eight ball mm -hmm. and continue to be behind the ball. But here's what I would say, though, Skip, and when they get in these league meetings, yep. they're going to tweak it. They're going to say, they're going to tweak it. Watch. You watch what I tell you. They're going to tweak it. 
They're going to they, they give you some pick. kind of ceiling. No, some kind of ceiling. They're going to do something. Some, yeah, ceiling. You like some, some kind of ceiling. You yeah. can't, right, you can't have four, you can't have four third-round comp- compensatory picks in one year. Something. They're yeah, going they to come it. up with something. Yeah, yeah they're going to tweak it because they don't want to do what the 49ers are doing. That's why whoever it is complaining is complaining. Be interesting. Very interesting. All right, up next, back to the Super Bowl. Why I believe there's far more pressure on Brock Purdy than Patrick Mahomes. I think my compadres will disagree. That's next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. I said going into the AFC Championship game that the pressure was mostly on Lamar Jackson as he was once again the MVP at home with the number one seed. Patrick Mahomes was the underdog. He'd been to three Super Bowls, and even if he lost, eh, no big deal. The Chiefs had struggled all year anyway. So now Mahomes is the underdog yet again by two and a half points. But this time, the opposing quarterback, of course, is a second-year starter, former last pick in the draft. So, Michael, this time, which quarterback has more pressure on him, Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? This is real easy for me now. This is real easy because... I do believe, and you hear the term, Brock Purdy's playing with house money now. In the Super Bowl, no one plays with house money because no one's ever promised to get back here. It's a crucial spot, a crucial play, crucial space, and you got to give all you have. But the pressure clearly, clearly lies straight on Patrick Mahomes way more than Brock Purdy in this situation. And, and, and if Patrick Mahomes lose this game somehow, he's still going to be in the GOAT conversation. He'll still be one of the greatest. But it's that GOAT conversation that matters most in this situation because when, once, we find it, once we get the final tally, then we'll dig down deeper past the tally to, to, to see who's really the GOAT. If Patrick gets the four Super Bowls, he wins four, you know, because Joe, Joe has four, uh, uh, he had four, uh, Terry Bradshaw won four. So if he gets to four, okay, I don't need him to win seven to pass Tom Brady with my eye gate and what I see on the football field. I can say, boy, now you can get in that great conversation if you can just get to four. He'll have time even beyond this year to get to four. So, so when I say the pressure's on him, it's not that devastating pressure where, oh, my God, this is going to ruin who he is. But when we talk about the GOAT and we tally it all up, when you lose to the last pick in the draft, when you've come in and you've taken out all those first picks in the draft and the MVPs like you're talking about the Lamar Jackson, and then you lose, you lose to Brock Purdy. Purdy? Brock Purdy? Come on, you don't want that on your resume. Let's be real. I'd imagine Tom Brady who slayed the big dragon, who slayed Peyton Manning, the first pick, the, 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 the greatest quarterback that's supposed to be living when he was coming out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Slayed him. He couldn't slay the, what we call the goofy little brother. The goofy little brother beat him twice in the Super Bowl, <laughs> Eli Manning. And we will never let that go. Every time we bring up Tom Brady, we talk about Eli beating him. Eli, not, t- not Peyton. Eli beating him. You better believe the pressure is on Patrick Mahomes. Not that he's not going to have a great uh, afterlife, 
But his pressure is on Patrick Mahomes. He don't want this on his record. Not this. Plus, you lost a Super Bowl to Tom Brady. That ain't going to get you where you want to be in the end, buddy. Mm. You know, Skip, I know your feelings because we talked about we it. did. And Michael is right. It's, it's all about Patrick Mahomes in terms of the pressure. And, and Brock Purdy is playing with house money, even though Michael don't like that. It, it, he, he, if he loses the Super Bowl... Everybody goes, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can't outbeat a guy with two MVPs and two Super Bowls and it's Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes is showing everybody why he is going to be the GOAT of all time. That's, that, that, that's Purdy on the side. But when you talk about playing Chase, Skip, he's playing Chase right now. He's not only chasing Tom Brady, he's chasing Joe Montana. We don't talk about Joe. We right, jump Joe. right over Joe and jump right into Tom. But he's chasing Joe. He's chasing Joe in the MVP category because Joe has three. Tom has five. And Patrick has two. And I'm talking about Super Bowl MVPs. So you start there. If he wins the Super Bowl, most likely he's going to win the Super Bowl MVP, right? So now he ties Joe at that one. He gets one step closer to both Joe Montana and Tom Brady for the Super Bowls. Tom will have five. He'll have three. And he'll be one step closer to the four in Joe Montana. Then now you say, okay, he's done all this in a six-year time frame as a full-time starter because I don't count his rookie salary. I don't even count that. That's out. He barely took a snap. But since he's been the starter, he has done some crazy stuff. So now if you condense that and you take and you project out longevity, you could automatically assume with a, with a, court, with a head coach who's 65 years old who has Plenty of runway to still do it, and it feels like Big Red wants to continue to do it. Patrick Mahomes will put himself in another position now to continue to chase Brady. Like Michael said, four. Four to five, plus the eye gate and everything that he's done. Because one of the things that all of it is, he's not going to win a Super Bowl because Tyreek Hill is gone. They're finished. All he did was went to right. the Super Bowl and won. Mm. He can't get back to the Super Bowl because he's got to go through Buffalo and Baltimore, and they're sloppy, and they lost Eric B. Enemy, and they're 11-6, exactly. uh, and, and they're looking like Denver's going to win the division. Well, he's in the damn Super Bowl in Vegas. Mm. Even though... Can't go on the road. Can't go on the road. All of those things. And he can't continues to keep knocking down the pins that's put in front of him. And so right. I understand the number seven is a huge number. But nobody's trying to get to seven. If you get to seven, great. As I tell you all the time and I tell people all the time, you, everyone acts as though Super Bowl trophies are a bag or a bowl of damn M&Ms. Like you're just going to grab them, pull them out. It is and No, it doesn't work like that, man. It's hard as hell to get to one, mm. let alone four and five and six and seven. Mm. Tom Brady was a very, very, very lucky individual to be able to go to seven Super Bowls or ten Super Bowls and win seven. The greatest, some of the greatest players that ever played this game, Skip, mm -hmm. as you know, because you've been covering this thing, as you say, as long as me and Michael combined, combined. Uh, in our careers, 22 True. years, you're way over that. Way over that. They've yet, they didn't even win Super Bowl. Some of the greatest players. And some of the greatest ones only played in one and one one. Yeah. So it's hard, as you know. And if Patrick could get the four, that conversation is a different conversation. 
You know, you guys keep moving the goalpost not backward, but actually forward. It's like, well, if he gets to four, maybe he's the GOAT. Well, Tom won seven. So let's move the goalpost maybe to three or two. Michael's already said on this show the other day, he said that his eye gate already tells him that Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. So, And I hear this from everybody. I heard it all last night. Patrick Mahomes actually is the GOAT. He is? How? Why? Where? Help because help me you're out. projecting out, Skip, okay. that he's going to continue All right. to so, develop so what he's doing. Back to right, the question right, at hand. Right. Maybe I should tweak the question. I, I will bet you, and this is so subjective, we'll never get to the answer of this, but I will bet you that Mr. Irrelevant will wake up on Sunday morning and look around like, where am I? I'm a long way from Ames, Iowa. I'm at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I believe that he will feel more pressure than Patrick will feel on Sunday because Patrick's been doing this like it's old hat, like it's M&M's. He's just been eating M&M's every year. I'm back again. And not only that, feeling, he's, he's feeling the, the underdog. But feeling the more he's pressure, the but feeling the more pressure yeah. and the more pressure being, oh, you're two different things. Okay, I, I, feel pressure. I, I, I feel pressure every day I come okay. in and work well, with you. I, okay. well, well, maybe okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But I still feel like there's more pressure on Brock because he is the X factor here. He is the weakest link potentially in an all-time great 49er team. It's loaded at the skill positions. It's loaded in the offense. The best left tackle in football. The defense is loaded from top to bottom. We hear Richard just rave and rave about the defense, every level of the defense. Brock Purdy. He threw four picks on Christmas night in their biggest regular season game against Baltimore in San, or at, at their stadium in Santa Clara. Can I ask you a question, you Skip? If Brock Purdy did nothing, did nothing, could the 49ers win the game? Did nothing? Did nothing, meaning know. like he, he, did, he just know. did nothing. It would have to be a weird game for him to do nothing. What, what I mean by that right. is the defense, okay, Chris McCaffrey running the football, a couple right, screens think, here and there. Think what happened in the two games they played in the playoffs. But, but he, think but, about Green Bay. He, he played, I'm going to be nice about it, subpar football in right. the first half of that game, and he threw a pass to Darnell yes. Savage that he yes. should have picked six Absolutely. just like he did against Dak. I, I'll say right. he did nothing. They won the game. All right, but he bounced back in the second half. He did what he had to do. Patrick Mahomes, if Patrick Mahomes did nothing in the Kansas City in this Super Bowl for Kansas City, they're going to lose. Okay, think about who he's playing for and what that management team did to Jimmy G. The guy he's chasing, Brock Purdy, is Jimmy G because Jimmy G got them to 20 to 10 up in the Super Bowl with seven minutes left against this same Kansas City Chiefs team. And what happened? He fell apart and he lost his job. They just said, cut bait. We're done. We are moving right. forward. We're, we're going to plunge and spend right. three first-round draft picks in a third, and we're going to go right. all the way up right. high but in he this already, draft. He's, draft he's not chasing but, Jimmy Garoppolo because he's already but, caught Jimmy Garoppolo. He's in the Super right, Bowl. Right, no, right. he hasn't he's caught a, him because him. Jimmy G Bowl. did more right. than Brock Purdy's done. Right, he right. got them to 20 to no. 10 up with seven he's minutes off. He's already in yeah, the Super Bowl. And done what in the Super Bowl? Nothing. And what did Jimmy Garoppolo do? If he loses, he's tied with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, yeah. Right. And say, that was his ceiling. That yeah. was his ceiling, Skip, and that's why he's no longer there. Because Kyle Shanahan, we just gave them a lot of marks for being brilliant and doing the things they we do did. over here with all, with, all, with all the hires. They saw this and said, mm, that's his ceiling. But we're back here now in the Super Bowl, and we're still working towards Brock's Purdy floor. 
Brock Purdy is nowhere near his ceiling. This is the difference on this whole football team that we're going to see here this Sunday. When they ask Cal Shanahan what's the difference between what's the difference between this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, he said it. We got different players. You know, yeah, okay. we still got the Debo Samuels, but we got different players in different positions now that can play and make plays. And Debo yeah. Samuel was just a rookie. I think that's going to be huge here. Brock Purdy is near his floor. When they got rid of Jimmy G, that was his ceiling. They still have room to grow. Okay, you're heaping pressure on, on Brock Purdy that he probably doesn't even deserve because I'm not sure he can live up to it. So you, everybody says, well, he's playing with house money. Trust me on this. If he stinks it up and the 49ers lose this game, he will feel like he's under house arrest because he has people above him who are cold-blooded and will say, maybe we should look elsewhere. No, no, maybe you, you don't look yeah. elsewhere when no, no, he loses no, no, the Super Bowl, no, no, man. No, no, no. He's losing the Super Bowl. He's losing against no, Patrick they Gamble. They did it to Jimmy but Jimmy, Garoppolo. he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, are you right. sure? Has yeah. he proven that? Skip. Well, well, he, I think, I think the last couple of games he's left. Gone, I've never seen... Jimmy Garoppolo in two consecutive right. playoff games, one in the divisional round mm -hmm. and one in the fight or the AFC uh, NFC mm -hmm. championship game, do what Brock Purdy was able to do to bring them from behind at the end of those games. That's the, the only thing I've right seen them do, Skip, as I told you before, hey man, come over here and right. sit next to me okay. and hand the damn ball off. I don't right. want you throwing anymore. We That's still what have, they did to knew. him in those two games. We have a whole big and game left to play. Right. And I've not seen Brock Purdy on this stage. Have you? No, we right. haven't. No, no, no one But has. we also no never saw Tom, but, and we also never saw Patrick Mahomes, and we also never saw Joe Montana until they did. Okay. Until they Are did. they going to but, do? But also, but also, but also, Brock Purdy, those last two games, we got to take the those last two playoff games. The, the, the numbers that they're coming into that game on what San Fran has done when they were down at halftime, they were 0-30 or whatever, all yeah. of that, Jimmy Garoppolo is in all of that. All of that, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is in all of that. Brock Purdy, he came back the last two games. But that record did, no joke, it came, a lot of that came from Jimmy Garoppolo and all of them not being able to come back. This kid can, and that's the huge difference right here. And he showed you in the last two games, I always say, in this league, you got to graduate every class before winning a Super Bowl. Mm. That was a big class he graduated last week that we couldn't see, that we've never seen Jimmy Garoppolo graduate okay. from. That's why he couldn't win a Super well, Bowl. Well, I'm glad you mentioned school because the Dallas Cowboys certainly have failed at certain things. Well, we were not talking about the just, Dallas Cowboys. I, I They're I not just in nobody <laughs> talking about that, man. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't stop yourself from talking about Well, I just have to, you know. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, man, the conclusion on, of this man, conversation is Brock cool. Purdy is on his way to catching and passing Tom Brady. That's what I think we just established, right? Well, well, the, well the, the conclusion, the conclusion yeah. is, let me, let me, conclusion is Brock Purdy saying, win, lose, or draw, next year, bring me that bag. He's going to get a 45 mm, feet coming it. his way. No, not That's next year. He, he got, he got. I think he got one more. He got one more yeah. uh, playmaker. Mm. They one will make that do man it. I mean, if he wins his no, Super no, Bowl, they'll no just way. do it. No, yeah, they can't. They got to do something. No, the NFLPA rules won't allow them to do it. I think he's got to go at least three oh, years. That's right. He's young. That's right. That's yeah. right. You got to go the first three. But that's right. He, that's, that's true. But that's my projections say in 2020. Is that a first year, a first round draft pick? Or can no, you do it that? doesn't matter. Anybody, anybody. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Remember, you get four, the second through seventh round. 
four-year deals. He's eligible after his third year. He'll be eligible for an extension in the spring. My projections for him is in 2025, he will get, in the spring of 2025, he will get a bag. He'll get a bag. If. If what? If he wins the Super Bowl. No, even if he doesn't. Oh, okay. No, because no, no, even, even it, if yeah, he right, doesn't, right, right, right. because he's gone to two NFC Championship games mm. as Mr. Irrelevant, he's here to right. stay, Skip. Mm. He ain't it's going like nowhere. I told you. He's here to stay. It's like I told you. He's at, his, he's at the floor. Mm. That's why they're going even to pay him for the upside. Even if he loses, Skip. Yeah. Well, if he just wins a couple of Super Bowls, he'll be better than Brady, right? Okay, up next, we got to talk NBA trade deadline. Wait, the Lakers are waiting to trade for Donovan Mitchell next summer? What? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Back down. Bill Ryder of CBS Sports says the Lakers are hesitant to plunge on any deal now as the trade deadline approaches today at 3 Eastern. Because Ryder says there's a feeling within the organization that the Lakers will be able to trade for, you ready for this, Donovan Mitchell this summer. Keyshawn, how crucial is it for your Lakers to make a move before today's deadline? You know, I've been thinking about this, Skip, ever Mm -hmm. since this report came out, is do you make the, okay, does this hinge around keeping a LeBron James? Is, is Is this what this is about? Because... Even if you did something before today, right? What, 5, 5 p.m.? 3 Eastern. 3, yeah. 3 yep, Eastern. Yep, 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 Even yep, if yep. you did something before yep. 3 Eastern today, there's no guarantee that King James is going to opt in this summer. Okay, so you say we're not mm-hmm. doing anything. We're going to wait and we're going to acquire Donovan Mitchell. Okay, so King James opts out because somebody else says we're going to take Bronny and this is what you want and we want you. We want to be able to fill our seats. Da, 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 da. Yeah, pretty, At least we get Donovan mm. and we get a star. And L.A. obviously is about mm. having some star power and some splash. And A.D. is still mm. here. And Donovan Mitchell, A.D. could give you something. But it's all I think it's all based on what happens mm. with LeBron. That's what they got to make a decision on. Like, do you think he's opting in for that 50-plus million dollars or think he's opting out because he wants to play with his son somewhere else? Okay. Because three superstars mm. here next year, I don't know that the Lakers want to do that type of payroll. Okay. With three, with A.D., LeBron, and okay. Donovan if, Mitchell. If LeBron opts out and leaves, you're going to trade what for Donovan Mitchell? I would assume you probably got to figure out how to work the compensation with some of the players that you have on the uh, on your roster, which now would water down your roster to some degree. Yeah, and right. then you got to go out and try to find those role players at a lesser number. That's this is why it's problematic. Right. Yeah, I'd say. Does Austin Reeve does Austin Reeve now become? One part of some of that to help go get Donovan McNabb now that LeBron Mitchell. and the guarding yeah. of that, uh, go get yeah. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Don, okay. Donovan Mitchell. I wasn't yeah. going to say that. Right, yeah, so, we all make right, mistakes. Right, right, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? We've all talked about how much he loves Austin Reed. And then we talk about D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell now is, is, is 
I'm telling you, it's like going to the dentist. You know how your teeth just hurts, and as soon as you go to the dentist, all of a sudden, you can't even find the toothache. And that's what D'Angelo Russell putting up, what, 23 points there, almost me. 23 points. He's been he's been <laughs> scoring. Now you're like, wait a minute, maybe we can do something with the way he's playing. Now you get to this place, maybe we can ride this out. My issue is this, guys. This man 39 years old. I don't know. We all talked about that little hourglass that he tweeted. He's saying something about time, something about time. Yeah. You know, you got to get it done. We're running out of time. He's 39 years old playing the way he's playing. You're not going to get that much more out of LeBron. He's 40 next year. You're talking about waiting till he turns 40. That, yeah. that, that's a lot for the Lakers. I, I think you, that's just a lot. And then do you really get Donovan Mitchell? Or is this just something they're selling us right now or selling to the Laker fans? And then later on, you don't even get Donovan Mitchell. Well, we, we usually get what we want. Okay, there you go. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Because okay. this Donovan Mitchell is right there. high in the sky right. is all-time right. Laker Thank delusion. You. It's entitlement. Thank you. Thank it's you, arrogance. Thank it's, you. It's like, what are you now talking he kills about? Us. I sound like you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. He, no. he kills no. us when we talk he about does. it, when he we does. say anything like that. But yeah. now he's, we, we get everybody. My, we get Michael, everybody. Michael what, what, what? Irvin, you yeah, ain't yo, won yo, yo, no yo, Super Bowl in 30 years. Okay, but we're not talking right. about that. Okay, the Lakers have won championships in 30 years. So, yes, there is no delusion. Sean, have you been watching what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing as we speak? Yeah, I just watched Donovan last yeah, night. Really Donovan cooked last night. Okay, they're 33-16. and 16. They're second in the East. I, I, they have the best three-guard combo in all of basketball featuring him and Karis LeVert and my guy Darius Garland from yeah. Vanderbilt University. They have the best big man duo in Evan Mobley and Jared Allen in the league. They're both averaging 16, 10, 16, 10, 11 years. Oh, okay. okay. 16, 10, 16, 11. They both average three assists. Donovan Mitchell, as we speak, has just made his fifth straight all-star team. He's averaging career highs in points with 29, in rebounds with six, in assists with six, in steals with two. And you're just going to snap your fingers and say, we'll give you Austin Reeves right. for Donovan Mitchell. Thank you. No, they're Thank not you. saying that. They're, We're they're talking, not, first okay. of all, Skip, we talk about, first of all, we talk about in the offseason in the summer. Yeah. As you know, it is well documented. NBA players, and I keep telling y'all this, and I'll tell you to the cows come home. When they right. make a decision as a player that I don't want to be somewhere, they move them. Well, has he? I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't that. know, but I'm assuming if, they, if he were to be moved in the summer, then he has probably approached management and said, my time is up in Cleveland. I want out. That, that's, you know, that, they're so good. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if Cleveland won the championship this year. That's how good they are. I, I that's how deep I, I they understand are. all of that. Yeah. So, Skip, right. but the yeah. NBA operates and different has, than any other sport. Right. He has Players, a couple years left on his contract, right? So, one. So, so, he has so one year at $35 million, right. okay. okay? And then so he, he has we'll an option his... to opt in after that. Yeah. Next year. Okay, that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And, and, and they were talking about the expiring contract and all that it stuff. It would be after but, but, next but Keith, year, yes. Yeah, but if he right, tells right. the and Cleveland Keith, Cavs, I'm not signing an extension with you guys. I want out right. of here. I either want to go is. I want to go to the Knicks and play but, close to home because I'm from Connecticut, or right. I want to go to the bright lights of LA. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But he's playing so well right now. You would think that it's if anybody's unhappy, matter. you wouldn't be playing that well. It doesn't I know, matter. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying, and, and you what know, when sometimes when you're that unhappy. Move me. Move yeah, me. I, I, I didn't Anthony Davis I didn't said I'm out. Move hey, hey, me. Yeah. But, but listen, 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 listen. Key, that might just be hyperbole on your part. Just it's desire. Because you, you want it to happen. So now you're coming up with all of this. Now, if we did that about the Cowboys, oh, my God. Mm. It'll be raining I'm inside the studio. You, uh, You'll be I'm talking trying, so all much. All I'm no. trying to do, Michael, yeah. is give you what I'm giving you, which is James Harden, I want out. Which is Kevin Durant, I want out. Which is Kyrie Irving, I want out. They're different. It, it, it's, it, that's what people say. I want out, and they move them. You know what? I, I think we liked Patrick Mahomes after the Super Bowl. I think we'll just go get him. We'll just say, hey, it's not, come this on This is down. football. is uh, different than basketball, uh, Skip. Okay. And y'all keep talking about Michael talking about the Cowboys. Yeah. People run from the Cowboys. They run to the Lakers. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, it's like run away from the Cowboys and joking? run to the Lakers. <laughs> it sounds like they're running to the Clippers as we speak. Am I right? Well, the Clippers are the Clippers yeah. are the better team record-wise in yeah. Los Angeles right now. Do they also right. reside in Los Angeles? Yeah, but they, the pay, they pay rent to oh. the Bus family. Oh. Well, in they're, AEG. they're about to own their own house. Oh, yeah. All right. And you guys next. do know I, yeah, I, I, ahead, I did see Donovan. Maybe me mention Donovan McNabb because I was with Donovan McNabb last that explains night. It. So, 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 so that, I that, that you that's explaining. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Right after I saw Donovan last oh, night, I went to bed. Okay. <laughs> Get off that show. Should the Cowboys, speaking of, hire Rex Ryan to be their defensive coordinator? That's next. So now, reportedly, for their defensive coordinator vacancy, the Dallas Cowboys have interviewed or been in touch with quite a list of proven defensive coaches. Rex Ryan, Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera have all been head coaches, of course, and Wink Martindale has had success as a coordinator with the Ravens and for stretches with the Giants. Michael Irvin, which of these four excites you the most? You know, listen, the, the, the guy in there, when I started talking about it, thinking about, you know, uh, where I'd like to go on defense coordinator. First, I love that I heard the Dallas Cowboys deny the Washington Commanders an opportunity to talk to Al Harris. I know they denied them the opportunity to talk to tight ends coach Luna Wells. And I yep. so love that, that they're yep. denying people the, the opportunity to come and take those great mm-hmm. coaches. Off, off for the staff. So, so that's a great job. Out of that group, I'm telling you, we started this season talking what? Complimentary football. <laughs> Complimentary football. The Dallas Cowboys have had a top five offense over the last few years. But on the other side, we've had a defense that gave up a lot of big plays, that's trying to just get to the quarterback and, and, and have turnovers that didn't have an ability to run, to stop the run. All of those guys, the Rex Ryan, the Martindale, Wink Martindale, all of those guys, uh, they, they, they're in that blitz-happy mode. They are. You know, blitz, yep. they all want to come at the, come after the quarterback, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But if you have a top-five offense and, and top-five scoring offense every year, why am I taking all these chances at defense? Let me play solid defense 
and make a team have to drive the length of a field to get scores. Let me bring a defense that can stop the run. And I think Mike Zimmer can do that by bringing in some of yesteryear because he's been here in yesteryear bringing in some of that old stuff. But also – Doing, doing different things on defense by saying we're going to primarily first stop this run and let our DBs and everybody get some opportunities at playing some one-on-one and shutting people down. We got to get better at stopping the run and making teams go the distance, the whole distance. Not all of this uh, big risk big reward stuff that we play on defense, blitzing and, and, and leaving people wide open. And that, that, that's what I worry about. Mm. Well, Michael, I don't like the fact that they didn't allow Al Harris to have a conversation with Washington. I, I don't like that because it's nothing but a conversation. Are you afraid that they're going to make him something special? They already hired the D.C. You can compete with them financially. You can give them whatever, but allow this man to at least explore a conversation. So I don't like it. I, I don't. Because Jerry can pay him anytime he want to pay him, because that's all he's going to do anyway yeah. is give you some and more I, money. And I'm sure he's Just, going to pay him. I'm sure he's uh, going yes, to pay him. Yes, but let sure him allow him right. to have right. a conversation. It's a conversation. Don't mean I got to go anywhere, Skip. Mm. So when we start talking about defensive coordinators, I first brought up, Mike Zimmer a couple weeks ago about I would go and I'd... I think you brought up Rex Ryan. I brought up Rex as well. Mm -hmm. Those are two guys that are at the top of the defensive coordinator hiring position for me. I take Zim a little uh, because he's been in Dallas. He's just freshly removed from coaching where Rex last year I think was 2016. Eight years ago. That's a long time to be removed from the game. Even it though is. he's been a part of television and part of the game, he still knows defenses. Agreed. But he's also been a head coach, so he understands it. I'd I kick the tires on Rex as well. I just didn't think the Cowboys would, given the history that they have with Rob Ryan. And then you start to think about Ron Rivera and Wink Martindale. I'm cool. He just got fired from two jobs. Why would I hire him? Y'all hung for Y'all hung. 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing, and then whatever it was. I had like 88 points in two games on. No, I'm good. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. But those two, Zim and Rex, I sit down and try to figure out which one of the two I want, but I think both of those would be exceptional hires for the Cowboys. Yeah, but Mike Zimmer would be the tried and true, conservative, lower risk hire to me because. He was there for 12 years, seven as the coordinator. Jerry knows him inside and out. Dion loves him. Dion had him as an advisor at Colorado. I'm right. not sure exactly what his role was, but but Dion believes in him because Dion played for him. And yet, for me, when I did hear that Rex had been interviewed, sexy Rexy would be a sexy choice. I like him. I I, I like the way he coaches. I'm afraid he'd be too big a threat to Mike McCarthy because. Rex was a very successful head, head coach, coach. Yeah. and so he'd just be sitting right, right there. And but Zim was anything. successful, too. He was. Zim he went to the NFC Championship yeah. game and playoffs. But, but, but what you got to look at, though, Skip, yeah. when they do these hirings, you got to remember personnel. They can't get too far removed from the personnel with a different right. type right. of scheme. They, they can't, you can't do it. You right. got to kind of stay right in there. And I know Michael's saying blitzing and things. They got to stay there. Yeah, they got to stay there. They can't all of a sudden go to a 3-4 and this. 
Because it'll screw things up. It's it's Mike Zimmer. There's not a lot of flash and dash to Mike. I mean, he's just very old school, traditional, conservative, low key, low wattage. Not not as inspirational as Dan Quinn was. uh -uh. Zim Zim is fiery. But but I'm saying not publicly. Publicly, yeah. Yeah. But 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 also. But also, you, give, you you talked about it. He's been down there working in college, at the college level. That's what those guys haven't been doing. No. And everything is coming up from the college level. So Zim is probably more caught up than any of those other guys. Brilliant. No, he, he knows it inside and out. All right, I think we just hired Mike Zimmer as the next Cowboy defensive coordinator. <laughs> up next, we need to talk Kobe Bryant because the Kobe statue will be unveiled today and Keyshawn is about to react to that as a longtime Laker fan. We are here to celebrate greatness. Kobe 20 footer. Good again. Shakes hood loose. Gets to the rim. Reverse. Good What can I say? Mamba out. Mamba out. The new Kobe statue will be unveiled this afternoon here in Los Angeles ahead of tonight's Laker game against Denver. Keyshawn, you grew up a Laker fan here in L.A. What did Kobe mean to you? Well, you know, I knew him personally, obviously, and we came into professional leagues together, Skip, and, and, you know, just one of my all-time favorite NBA players ever. Uh, taught me how to actually sign my autograph because really? I would go Keyshawn Johnson. He would go Kobe 8. We happened to be going to Oregon together one day, and I was taking a long time signing some stuff. And he said, man, why don't you just say Keyshawn because there's only one Keyshawn just like there's only one Kobe. So Fact. I learned from that. I'm yeah. just glad that this has happened. I can't wait to see it unveiled. And we shot our first commercial together when we doing ESPN when it was like a, a ESPN reporter school thingy that really? they was teaching us. Yeah, wow. look how skinny we are. Wow. <laughs> Michael, did you cross Kobe's uh, path at all? Uh, look at that. I, I, I did. I, yeah. I, yes, of course. I, I got a chance to meet Kobe. Man, let me tell you what you can appreciate about Kobe. Kobe was single-minded. He was focused on being great. He did everything to be great. That's all he talked about was chasing greatness. That's what I appreciate the most. And when I did meet him, I met him in Memphis one time. We got a chance to hang out and talk. Whenever you're in his presence, whenever you're in his presence, you're blessed to be around him. God, 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 God bless him and his family. God bless him and his family. That's it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And I can't wait.